0: Welcome to the HTW Podcast, where your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Sekoudis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled and
1: sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas and what they've learned along the way.
0: And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, H2W is your navigator on the bumpy highway to wealth.
1: So welcome to LA, both of us. Yeah, (laughs) we
0: are in Los Angeles. It's so
1: nice to be back. We were just like standing outside in the sun while it's freezing cold at home, suckers and it's actually not freezing it's not cold freezing. it's actually
0: the most beautiful time of in my opinion new york in autumn is like amazing it's like the best time to be there it's i believe like the phrase 60 is 60 degrees autumn, autumn in new york. new york whatever that's okay a fucking movie Billy that Holiday. i don't oh wait and that too. I,
1: I <laughs> it's a stupid like, movie it's a great song all i could it was
0: like on. richard garen winona rider oh no
1: Um, Anyway, but yes, New York right now is beautiful, but LA is actually wonderful too. It's a lovely day. It was like that typical like overcast this morning and now it's burned off just in time for us to get hungry and go to all of the places that we haven't been in so long, starting with Erewhon and we have a huge shopping list and I'm so excited.
0: Well, the shopping list is always just like, Erewhon, what do you got for me now? Because they are the gatekeepers to all of the most new kind of innovative health Food
1: which kind of Foods. blows my mind that it's still the case now with them. Like not even and New York still hasn't caught up. I feel like there's no place in New York that is even remotely on par with Erewhon. Like, yes, there's lifetime, there's like West Side. What's the one on the West Side? What West West Side Market? Westerly? Westerly. They're, yeah, Westerly. They're, good.
0: they're too big though. That's it's too big. It's like a- is like feels like a family affair and they are making truly it's small enough, you know, like Westerly is just too big. Anyway, they have a lot of good shit. We're gonna go try some stuff. But um, it's good to be back. It is good it to be back. It feels nice here. It feels warm. It feels like part of me
1: is in L.A. Like a small part of me. It's not like I left my heart in San Francisco thing. It's like I left my liver in L.A. basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> I um, left <laughs> my voice box I love, in L.A. Yeah. I left, I left some stuff here. And I'm here to reclaim it.
0: I mean, I am... I am a a New Yorker. I just don't know that I can ever really. I, La, you spend I love time you, but out here, but I like to visit. Yeah, this is a good place to visit. I for like me. an extended visit
1: out here. Yeah, like, this is not enough time, but we're gonna get some shit done.
0: We are here to. What are we doing here?
1: We're here to talk to some good La people. Yeah, some Angelinos, because we just basically wanted to get out here and kind of into like the epicenter of this wellness world and conversation and talk mm-hmm. to some cool founders and and people who've got amazing experiences and and, and expertise like for example what do you have um what uh,
0: that's for example oh, in spanish pere sorry
1: yes yeah, i get in I'm la and all this i missed that espanol ¿Por um we talked to carly DeCastro, who is the co-founder of Press Juicery.
0: We talked to Carly. And listen, for everyone who does not know, Press Juicery was one of our earliest competitors, but definitely one of the first competitors. One of the most significant. One of the most significant. Yeah. Yeah, Because they had... They kind of
1: made us go, hmm. They went... Hmm. What are they <laughs> doing over there in California? I don't think I like it. Oh, I don't think I like it because I think their product is good and I think their branding is good and I think they're doing a lot of things right. And hmm. that's when we say "Hmm, we better light a fire.
0: Yeah. But it's good. Complacency is... That's the enemy. It's the enemy of growing your business. But anyway, so it was a very good interview. And I have to admit, I felt a little bit... I was a little bit uh, like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel sitting down with a competitor that like back in the day when we were kind of in our growth phase of blueprint, you know, she was, they, there's three founders, -founders, co-founders, they were very much on our radar. And I was like, oh, copycats, another copycat. This is so infuriating. They definitely made you
1: like tear your hair out. But I will say like, I never thought, I I thought of them as obviously they're all in the same sandbox. They weren't a direct competitor in that way because they were specifically retail. Obviously they were certainly nipping away at the, you know, Angelino audience that we had because now they're on the ground and they have a retail presence. But I never thought of them, like I was not nervous going into that conversation, feeling like it's going to be icky and weird in the same way that I would be with potentially other competitors who shall remain nameless. People that definitely felt like. A little- Why? Because you just felt they were just more LA based, but they were. No, I just they didn't cu- feel like they were cutthroat in the same way. Like they weren't going after us. They weren't no, like attacking they weren't, us. Right.
0: There were some, there were some competitors we had that were just. Just, just nasty. Nasty. Just not nice. Just really kind of um, not, not, they're playing dirty. It was kind of gross anyway, but they're, but She was so lovely, I have to say. And it was like really refreshing that, you know, we could sit down and have a conversation with a former competitor and it was really sweet. And I feel like in another life or if I like if I had known her back in the day, I feel like we would have been friends. Yeah, we would have like we would have been going to the same like weird. Yeah, you guys basically were sitting
1: next to each other at quintessence without even realizing it. that's right.
0: We were living parallel lives. Yeah, maybe just like slightly different times. Yeah.
1: But I mean, and there's like a lot of overlap and she's got like a great um, partner story and it sounds like there's a lot of just genuine, you know, love and affection and real support between her and her partner who also started as friends and they really do support each other in terms of even just like, here's how things are going to go and here's the time that I need and here's what I need in order to be like my full person and not just, you know, a business partner. And they really like support and kind of foster that in in their relationship with each other. And I appreciate that because I think that's how we roll too. It's like, I know what you got to do. I know where you got to be. I got this.
0: Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. And I always feel for anyone who has, like, very small children. Yeah, she's got a lot. She's got three kids. She's got a bunch. Girl, I'm like, I know someone threw up on you this morning. (laughs) I knew And know what? Nobody threw up on you this morning because you woke up in
1: LA. If you would like me to throw up on you tomorrow just to make it feel like home, I'm more than happy, but you'll have to call me first.
0: It is kind of amazing. I will say this is my first solo trip sans children. So I have, okay, the one and a half year old and three and a half year old. I have taken trips without them, but I've always been with like you know my husband or whatever, but this is like the first yeah. time in a year and a half freedom, that I have traveled by myself. Freedom. I'm so, so happy to accompany you on your. I know early. Erica is like we're flipping the <laughs> script here, and she's just like, guess what? I'm going to pack a bag, and I'm going to pack a bag with snacks for you and little
1: child. I've got tissues, I've got yeah. an extra layer, and I've got moisturizer I've got some wet and almonds. So it's nice.
0: Anyway, so Carly, thank you for letting us continue to heal. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like get over our. at least my like competitive uh, whatever this, this is, is you know pers- don't pretend like you're not a competitive person Erica okay I'm, I'm a totally competitive I'm person a competitive I'm saying person. she didn't press my buttons in the she same did way that not, other people did yeah and so I I really I appreciate that she yeah. was really lovely I yeah. really liked her Carly have, thank
1: you let's have a listen yeah
0: just need a tissue you
1: need a tissue? Do you have one?
0: Probably. Oh, never mind. Here, look. Got my whole babysitter kit. <laughs> I know. i
1: got snacks. Erica's,
0: Erica's taking me out for the day, so she packed snacks.
1: snacks. <laughs> Extra diapers.
2: I actually, like, have all of the above in my purse <laughs> That's right. Because right. you have a
0: one-year-old. Oh, my God. So my—OK, okay, so she's 17 months. Mine's 15 months, so they're, like, the same. Our girl just started potty training herself. No. I swear to God. She's, like— <laughs> I, like, Oscar, my three-and-a-half-year-old, like, let's say in the past six months, he's really got it down. She's 70 months. She was just, like, boop. She, like, sat on the toilet? Took a—went over, sat, and was like, ta-da! Oh <laughs> like, has done it, like, four times That's in the past, insane. like, few days. I mean, I could all just, like— end in a week and I don't know there could be some kind of regression but for right now that's like amazing
2: I have a really sweet my my third one is like super sweet and I like feel like I could see her doing something like that like she just wants to make life easy she like doesn't see that's the youngest child the other one the middle one is Zoe's was, the youngest child. In case you're, that's curious. why I was saying the that. youngest <laughs> child. Is I'm like, the youngest of four. It's yeah. like the angel of all. Like I, I close my eyes at night and I'm like, I'm grateful for this angel for like giving me so much peace and Aww. she just makes life so easy. These moms animals.
0: Me. They are, and you know why? Here's my theory, and I've talked about this before, but I think it's because although they're too young for this, maybe this theory doesn't prove in this case. But like I saw the way that you know. My older siblings were kind of like upsetting my mom yeah. with their horrible no, I behavior. Think the one-year-old already
2: is like these kids are. And so I was mean.
0: like, "Oh God, they can yeah, we all just compassion?" Yes. I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm not gonna put this you is what's through." Happening I was in my like, house. "I'm not gonna put you through any of that. Don't worry." And I didn't.
1: <laughs> and I'm an only child, so I'm an asshole. You're like, some days I'm an asshole, some days I'm an angel. <laughs> some days I'm sweet. You never know what you're gonna get. Officially welcome Carly DeCastro. Thank you. Co-founder of Press Juicery. Yes. Mm-hmm. The amazing Press Juice Empire West Coast style. (laughs) Um, West Coast based. West Coast based. Yeah. We're so happy to meet you and have you here. Obviously, we've known of you for quite some time. I don't know if you know that we used to be in the juice business. I, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to HTW. And we want to just get to know
2: you and hear your story. Welcome
0: you know. to HTW, where we make peace with our former competition. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I <laughs> totally. love it. Yeah. It is. This well, is like I'm our- like a very kumbaya person. So, you know, from the, you know, I've just always been like, I just want juice on every corner. On every and corner. like now yeah. there is. Yes, there oh, is. It's crazy.
0: Let the healing begin.
2: <laughs> yes. But probably a little smack talk too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
1: But so tell us how Press Juicery came to be and your story, how you got into all of this in the first place. I mean,
2: I mean, it's kind of like a convoluted, like weird winding highway. There you go. Uh, um, it's a bumpy road. A bumpy road. Um, Well, let's see. So I was like never a healthy person. I like grew up on fast food and went to college in the Midwest. And I was just like not, I never felt great. I was really overweight. I had done a few stints with like some wellness retreats my mom would send me to when I was like 21. So I had like awareness of, you know, fasting and cleansing and colonics and all that stuff. But I was always kind of going back to like partying and hanging out. And after college, I moved back, I moved to New York and I got a job in film publicity, which was like a lot of late nights. And it was like, I traded in pizza dipped in ranch for like skinny vanilla lattes. And like, just, it was a different version of unhealthy. There was like sometime within a year of living there. I was like, I just need, something needs to change. And I- read and Natalia Rose this was like uh, 2000 oh my god yeah.
0: natalia rose yeah. she's an T-Rose og too she she's super OG. og
2: and like i got in she's touch with god all loving. of that like whole like east 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 village yep. like yeah Situation quintessence, quintessence yeah. and like mm-hmm. high vibe. Quintessence market. is no longer. It's yeah, everything. It's it's they're very just sad. Close anyway. There closed. were like these like all these specific colonic people. Like this whole world that I kind of learned about through reading her book. And at the time, it was like the restaurants were just like spotted pig and like all these indulgent things mm-hmm. I would do at Fat night. Food. And so during yeah. the day, I was like I started juicing and I would go to Liquiteria and I would go to Organic Avenue and eventually I went to your guys's window. Do you know, I had like a window right or like a place where you could pick up? We had a yeah, pickup location. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I like picked it up and I bought it for my step for my stepmom and my dad and we all cleansed and it was great. And then sometime in 2008, I had been in New York for a couple of years. My mom got really sick with she had a brain aneurysm and then they found a tumor and they gave her a prognosis of a year like max. Oh, crazy. And my mom had 20. a brain aneurysm, too. Really? And my dad. Crazy. oh my God. Yeah. Well my so best rare. friend's so mom had had a brain aneurysm, so I was like, there's no way my mom's gonna survive because what are the odds that both our moms would survive this? And so I flew home to LA in the middle of the night and they were like, she survived, but she had this huge brain tumor that caused the aneurysm and they were just like it's it's very, very terminal. and I was just turning twenty four. It was like a really weird time. I was feeling like the best I had felt in a really long time, and my mom was really sick and I didn't really feel ready to leave New York. And so I started going home every month to just spend time with her and like take care of her. She was in radiation and chemo. And it was also like a very interesting time in the world. Like Obama was about to win the election and then he did. And then there was like the, in the new year, I decided to enroll at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I just felt this like momentum, like things are changing, but I'm really excited about being brave enough to transition into doing something that I really am passionate about. And I just like felt like it was coming and like I was juicing, but there were all sorts of other things. It wasn't just juice. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I'm like, am I going to be a holistic chef and go to school or what should I do? And so as she kind of got sicker and sicker, backtrack. So the first time I came home in the fall of 2007 or 2008, sorry, I was like, I'm going to go pick up some juice for her because I can't like survive without my morning green juice. And this is in Santa Monica. So I like go online or I like start driving down Montana, this really cute high end street in my neighborhood. And I'm like, where's the juice? Like I can walk in New York five blocks and I'll right. find pressed cold pressed juice somewhere mm-hmm. or just a regular juice. Right. There's like nothing. So I'm like asking my friends and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, there's a place in West Hollywood, but that's it, you know, and so I just was like, kind of annoyed and I started juicing for her at home. And I was truly like an annoyance because I felt like it was my coffee now. Like I had gone off of coffee. I need my green juice. I can't function. And also I wanted her to be able to like have something. And so seven or eight months later when I finally moved home to really, like she needed full-time care, I quit my job. My asshole boyfriend broke up with me. <laughs> <gasps> what an asshole you are, Explain. boyfriend He's a nice person, but it was really like really cruel to That's do just, that to me. It was a yeah, really you know bad what? time. Timing, but, timing, but it was just very, like it was another reason of like, I need to leave New York. I need to go home. Something else is coming for me. And all of this time, my like best friend from middle school, he had been like working in production at HBO. And then he had gone on his own like health journey, like went to Thailand for like four months or something like that. I don't even know. And he was just in his own, like we were both like the fast food kids in high school. And we were both kind of like, wow, we've gotten so healthy. And he was helping me with my mom when I wasn't in town. And he one morning I woke up and I, I wrote him an email and I was like, I had this dream last night that I opened juice shop on Montana, which is that street. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I need, I want to do it. And he was like, call me right now. And I called him. He's like, he's like, I'm with like my, one of my best friends who I didn't know that well, his friend Hetty. And he was like, we want to do like a juice yoga wellness concept. Like we're just, there isn't that much out here. And and I was like Which is kind of shocking when you think about it because Yeah, I think there was a lot of really... yoga studios, but there just wasn't like this holistic idea. It just wasn't like it wasn't like no, the way it is now. You it's, guys know. We
1: used to think of San Francisco as being like the place in California where everybody knows juice and healthy food. And LA was kind of this like Hollywood land, nobody pays attention to that no. because they'll just go to like a plastic
2: surgeon. Exactly. Know and so I wasn't I hadn't been here, I hadn't lived here in that long like in a long time, seven years. So I didn't really and when I lived here I didn't know like didn't care about health and wellness. So, so you're about 25 at this point. I was turning tw- about to turn 25. And he said, look, after everything is over with your mom, like we knew she was going to pass away. And I needed to like focus on that. He's like, let's get it, a- have a real serious conversation because we should like do something together because we want to do something too. And my mom died in September. Mm-hmm. And then I... I had already made the decision I was moving back to like just I just couldn't go back to New York. Yeah. And I was really sad and grieving like everyone I loved was in New York, but I just felt like I had to be here. And it wasn't because of the juice. I just felt like I need to be here right now. Something is like coming. Well, it's your roots kind of calling. Yeah, you a my grandparents bit. were still here, so I slowly over like the, that was September of 2009 and like slowly over the next year, we would like work on a business plan, kind of talk about it, honed in on it. We were like what is it that we, we like feel has really changed our life in the biggest way. And I was like, for me, it's juice. And so we kind of just went through, like, do we, we, do we want to do food? Yeah, that would be great. But like, we really don't know how to make food. Like, let's kind of just <laughs> go through like what we feel like we could possibly do. And as you know, like, it's easy to think something is like an easy idea, but it's not. Juice is not the easiest thing. But so we, you know, we made up, we kind of made a business plan. I went to India for like a couple of months. I just did some soul searching on my own. And when I came back, I was like, and I cleansed there and I like got very clear and I was like, let's just try to do this. So we bought a juicer and we, we just like went for it with was no it, it plan. Was it a Norwalk press that you bought? No, or we like bought a, like a, a proper, like the, a proper, like yeah. bigger one because. a commercial press. Yes. But we, you know, we had a friend who worked in like produce and he was like a, you know, we, we had just a few connections to some people. We had this location. We really wanted to have like a closet and we wanted it to be like a lot of flavors where people could just come and pick something up and we would eventually be able to like deliver and maybe ship. But we didn't have a plan and we didn't really know. And really the it was the purpose it was serving was very selfish. Like I wanted juice and I wanted to be able to have access to it. Like the way I could just go into a shop in New York and i remember like right when we launched going to new york to visit someone and going to the whole foods in tribeca and seeing blueprint for whole foods <laughs> uh, and i like burst I just, into tears <laughs> with excitement and i was like this is a huge deal like there this is a huge deal like this isn't whole like it wasn't in whole foods the year before.
1: That was actually Um, like the first month that we were in Whole Foods. Yeah, it was was on Warren.
2: My dad lived in that building. And so I was staying with him. And I walked downstairs and I was like so overwhelmed with like, just it just feels like there's like this shift. Well, it was a big moment, right? Because it was
0: just direct to consumer. And then to be able to figure out, you know, how to put an unpasteurized raw juice on the shelf Mm-hmm. was a big it was a pivotal it was moment a huge for sure yeah
2: deal so industry yeah so we just honestly like I mean this is gonna sound so insane but we had this like friend who was kind of a little. Quirky and nutty and sort of a psychic. And I don't know. She lived in the East Village and she used to go to Liquiteria all the time. And she was like, I have some friends who have worked there before. They don't work, one of them doesn't work there anymore, but like, I'm sure he could come out and help you. And we like, we brought him out to LA to like help us for the weekend to understand the chemistry of like the flavors of different vegetables and produce. And he was teaching us that like this one's stronger than that one. It's just like, you can't just, if you want to make, if you make one juice in an eight ounce cup, If you want to make a huge batch of it, you have to change. It's it's not just multiplication. Right. It's not just multiplication. It's like a whole fine art. And so he came out for like 48 hours and sort of taught us that. And I think with that knowledge, we were able to like come up with recipes that made sense. And then he went back to New York. And then about six months later, we moved him to L.A. And we're like, we need more help. Right. Can you come out here with your family? And he's still like head of R&D and all of that. Oh, nice. But we we took, like we borrowed money, a little bit of money from our family or whatever. I mean, it was very, very little, like $30,000 each. And then we had this juicer and we had this little thing and we rented space in a cupcake shop at night until we found out that's illegal, but we didn't <laughs> know. And then they tried to shut us down and it was like just one of these crazy. And then I found out I was pregnant six weeks in and it's like, just was a really crazy time. And there was no plan
1: at all. Which is, I think, sometimes (laughs) the best way that plans come together. And it sounds like at least, you know, you had amazing relationships, which was a great place to start was who do we know or who do they know? Because it sounds like a lot of people were almost like served up to you by the universe. Yeah, we
2: were doing everything from like reaching out to any person we knew, you know, a friend of a friend's business manager or this person, or we would go on Craigslist and we would buy like a POS system. Like we didn't know how to run a retail store. We went to like a coffee shop that had gone out of business and bought all of their stuff. And meanwhile, that's still the company we use now for our stores because we got all that software to begin with. But it was like, it's just so many random chains of events and so many bumps in the road. But my partner Hayden and I have like been the kind of the main involved partners in the business. And we have been friends for so long. And I think having, like, we we just really acknowledge the other one's strengths mm-hmm. and, the other, and weaknesses. And so, like, there's a lot of things he enjoys doing that are very, like, business-oriented that I just, you know, I have a family, like, I just don't want to be involved with. And so he takes the reins on those. And it's just been this evolving kind of... What is his background? I mean, his background is that he worked in film and TV. And I worked in film publicity. And yeah. we have, like, no... We, we had like, you know, the hustle inside of us. We had nothing else besides that. I was more like coming out of this whole integrative nutrition. Like, you know, I had this like network of health and wellness people and I was like interested in that side of it and like inspiring people to feel good. And like my mom just died and just very like I was very teary all the time with excitement about people getting healthy. It was passion because I had just felt so low for so long. And I'm like, I don't feel like that anymore. And I'm not on drugs and I'm not, (laughs) you know, I just feel good. And so I think like that was what I really brought to the table. I mean, other things too, but that like passion and excitement. And he was excited about the challenge Mm -hmm. of just doing something that like his parents were like, what are you doing? Like everyone was like, what are you guys doing? Like, It just sounded so crazy. Yeah. We heard a few we heard a few
1: of (laughs) those comments ourselves too, but I think it's testament to any entrepreneur that you don't have to have the technical Skills necessarily, and somebody that has like the resume and all of like the talents that you know checking the box is not necessarily equated with the person who has that passion who tears up at the idea of you know their company getting somewhere and and meaning something. And that a lot of these skills are are teachable and you learn as you go. I think, I mean, a lot of that is not dissimilar to what we experienced, which is like we didn't have business backgrounds either. You're not expecting. Right. I you mean, know. it was more just, you know, you know exactly what you want and you see the path ahead of you. And if you're a smart person, then you figure it out or you hire the people who already
2: know. Yeah, exactly. And that was like the biggest it, hiring the people who already knew was our like we we really dropped the ego from the beginning because we were like, we're going to get nowhere if we don't do that. We have no idea what we're doing. And the demand was really high, and I don't think it was really high just because it was us. I think it was just really high because there was nothing yeah. there. This is and so, so confusing <laughs> to me because it's like everybody gives California <laughs> you're, these you're props. Confused. I was very confused for being
0: so kind of ahead of the curve on everything wellness and healthy and fresh food and having access to it. And you know, New York is sort of like second, second to market yeah. on things. And mm-hmm. this is just obviously not the case in this situation. But I think there's another you know theory also, which is this, like, you know, when New Yorkers find out about something healthy, they grab onto it with like both hands it, and then right. they pull out their megaphone and they're just like, everyone, yeah. this is the most amazing thing on the planet. Whereas California, it's just such, it's so much more kind of woven into the fiber. There where was a it's lot like, of raw food. Yeah. yeah so there were where, like, Raw
2: food restaurants. But, there, but it's not shot. It's just like, uh, yeah, this is another option. Raw. I know. Giuliano's. I used to, I mean, I spent so many times going there to get food while we were juicing and like making recipes. And I, there was a lot of raw food and there were like, but there were wasn't yeah there wasn't cold pressed juice anywhere and it wasn't and, that convenience and culture and people were like who you know we were in a place where we were we, we found a closet that was literally like a clo- it was a closet with a door and it was used to display like my partner always calls it a broom closet. I think sometimes it was. And then when somebody was willing to pay a little bit of money, they would be able, like another shop in the building would use it for like to display the jewelry that they sold upstairs. And it was 22 square feet. And we were like, and it was a great price. And it was on the street I grew up like on where I lived with my mom. And I was like, this is just where I want to be. It was under a yoga studio. And we measured, we could fit like a refrigerator, just fit it inside and one person could stand inside. And then as I got more and more pregnant, I couldn't fit. And people would come. And we're in a courtyard, and it's like a Starbucks, a Le Pen Quotidian. And, and I that remember like, yeah, Oh, yeah. Erica and I visited. Like, oh, we did oh, our yeah. research. Oh, we did yeah. our recon. <laughs> we're like,
0: who's this? What's going on with press juicery? I mean, press we were, like, making these.
2: I mean, it was very uh, makeshift. We, like, put up the wood. And, but the people would come out of Starbucks with their, like, coffee, and they'd be like, We'd have to sample. They'd be like, what is this? I'm like, it's just. And they just, always ask exactly like that. They're like, what, what is, is this? Yeah, it's like, yeah. what's, I had to have this little <laughs> sign that said like, what is chlorophyll? And I was like taping it to the thing and like, you know, talking about oxidization, like all sorts of things. Like people were just like, what? and then eventually they'd be like trying things, yeah. mm-hmm. but it wasn't that person was interested in, in their coffee. Yeah. They weren't really, they lived in LA, they go on a hike and then they'd have a coffee.
0: Yeah, it's funny. You could do this sort of like timeline where it's like start with coffee and then you're like double fisting coffee and green juice. And, and then, then it's like you just have same. the green juice. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's like Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I still I'm still double fisting occasionally. I just don't do coffee
2: anymore, but I, I like Do you
0: it know if you're can. one of those people who just you're like a hypermetabolizer, like you can't actually
2: handle coffee? I can't handle it. What, and so my so husband like freak can't out. handle it either. And yeah. so when I, I can handle it more than he can, but yeah, I kind of just get like I call it the like, it's like my hands are like all over the keyboard, like (laughs) sweating. And I just feel like a little, like, I just don't feel well. Like I feel kind of jittery. I can have it at 7 a.m. and not sleep the following night. Like that's a bad thing. See, it doesn't keep
0: me up. It's weird. It's like I could literally, like on the plane, I had a coffee and then I just went to sleep. No, no, no.
2: I'm like afraid of like the kind of mother I would be on coffee. I would just be really frantic and agitated. (laughs)
0: Why aren't your body trying to do
2: that? Uh, Well, luckily, there are so many new replacements and and, uh, (laughs)
1: options for the warm beverage experience outside of coffee. I mean, that's a really amazing trajectory for you guys. And so take us to where you are now from that place. I mean, obviously,
2: you've expanded. Yeah, I mean, our first year we opened one more store in West Hollywood because it it was like, I lived in Santa Monica. Hayden lived in West Hollywood. We were both like, we want juice. And he's like, so I'm going to open one like near my apartment. You know, it was like very... Kind of we, weren't doing, we weren't doing a lot of like, market
0: research. But you know what? Sometimes it's smart to just go with
2: Your what seems yeah, so obviously yeah. convenient. For you sure. Know, here's and, what I want and here's how i We were really fortunate. It. His dad is a con- and brother are contractors. So it was like, they were like, okay, we'll help you build this out. Like, we didn't have any, we really didn't have any money. What, the, what happened was we noticed that a lot of people were like driving from like Orange County to come get juice. And there were so many people calling because it is LA. So you have like a celebrity in a magazine. Like we weren't placing those things. It was just right. happened to be like, they get photos. Photographed all the time. And so that <gasps> yeah.
1: really like, And then they breath. get
2: mad when they get photographed
1: and they have their publicist call you
2: and, mm-hmm. I mean, and then their lawyers send you a cease and desist letter. Well, or so like, the people, then don't go outside with the fucking
1: juice. And I mean, then want exactly. no will take a
2: picture. But the people who would go outside with the juice and the bags Oprah? never got never got mad. God, you would think she would know. I mean, she's not an amateur. It was the people that would order from us for deliver home delivery where you're like driving, you know, I'm doing it myself with my like now husband and I'm like pregnant. We're doing all the deliveries every evening and on the weekends. And it's like all these celebrities that are like, those are the people we could not talk about. Right. But yeah, so like it it sort of just started happening really fast. And at some point, we had a friend of a friend come in and look at our numbers. And we were like, we like we didn't know how to manage, look at like your financials. Like our financials. Yeah. Like our we had like all these receipts. We knew we had to be thinking about taxes. Like, you know, we had no experience whatsoever. You're like sales tax? <laughs> What's that? I mean everything. It's like everything. And so like I, I so we had you just totally
1: edited yourself. That's fine.
2: No, I mean, I just don't even know. Yeah. Like it was such a crazy time of yeah. like. We would be doing one thing and be like, I think we're supposed to be thinking about that, but let's just think about it later. And so we had, we were really fortunate to have like some people that knew what they were doing in, you know, we had their ears. And so they sent someone over one day and he was like, you know, I guess it's like a big thing to have like, you know, how much you do per square foot. And because mm-hmm. our, I mean, our square feet, we had 22 square feet, like <laughs> the numbers were really good. <laughs> so people started saying like, wow, you do this much per square foot. Like that's like what a Starbucks does. This right. And, that. and we're like, oh, I don't know. Um, So anyway, we had this one person who was just really interested in like kind of helping us and it was like a side project. And eventually he was like, you know what? I think I want to quit my job and come help you guys full time. We were just like... Okay. Come He's help like us. and this is what I'm going to He's pay like, myself based on I mean, your per no, square, square foot. foot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, we didn't he knew we didn't have like any money at that point, but we were doing well. There's a lot of expenses in it. Just, there is like, because you started retail, right? So we retail, we did not do retail. And, and then just the overhead for like making it but yes, retail, or rent, and build outs and all yeah. that. But so, you know, the first couple of years we had like three locations and then we kind of got a more of a, a real plan in place and so now, I mean, we're at 70 over 70 locations.
0: So what was your rollout strategy? So how did you decide where to go and where did you, you
2: know, um, where are the where are these locations? There so? so we started the our big hope was to get to San Francisco. We were we had had a few stores in LA, one in the valley, like we did one in Santa Barbara and we were like let's just start making our way up the coast cuz even in San Francisco there like wasn't a lot of right. pressed juice. So we went up there and we had, and then, and then it just started sort of expanding into like the whole Bay area and then like South Bay down here and like eventually San Diego and then Nevada. And like, we were just kind of gradually making mm-hmm. our way um, until we did like New York and, and Washington. But our strategy, well, in terms of looking for locations, we realized really quickly, there's like a certain customer that we have. And it's like, there's just this, you know, exercise studios, dry bar, like that, that the world that we're in now is like this kind of convenient wellness space and people who were like going, I mean, we started under a yoga studio and it was like a huge stream mm-hmm. of business for us. And so we kind of just like organically started going that route. And, and then it became a little bit more calculated with like really looking for like places that actually had those, these specific sort of stores or, you know, it was like, it just got a little bit more professional. <laughs> you know, we had like and we brought on an in-house like real estate person mm-hmm. to kind of explore like leases and what would make sense. And So how did you differentiate between like the
0: blueprints and the all of the other juice? Because you guys went, I mean, you know, we never did retail. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that's one point of differentiation. Yeah. But there's a price point. Was there a price point strategy there? I mean, did you guys go lower? Am I remembering that right?
2: We went a little bit lower to. So here's what happened. We were re- we got really lucky that we sold so much juice because we made our prices too low. And in the beginning So you made up for it in volume. We made mm-hmm. up for it in volume. But if we hadn't, we would be like in trouble. So mm-hmm. we were on a call with like our web, we found these like web designers. I mean, we just like had nothing we didn't know it. We were we didn't know what we were doing. And, and we, that was so that was like your biggest advantage. Not to like not what know what doing. you don't know. To not know yeah, what 100%. you're doing. Percent. Yes, I wouldn't have done it if I knew anything. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't at all. I would have been way too scared. And like, so we we were on this call one day, and they're like, okay, so we're gonna put your juices like at the menu on our on your website. So like, how much are the juices? And we like put the call on, on mute. And we were like, oh, six fifty. Like that's like sort of in the middle. It's you're lower like, than this brand, and it's we we were yeah we were just kind of like and yeah that's pretty much how it happened. Wow. And so we very scientific. super scientific. And then when we opened, we didn't, we noticed that we were, we were definitely lower than most, but still like high for, you know, other neighborhoods and areas, you know, it was like, we were trying to figure out like who we wanted to be and what we wanted to do. And I started to feel kind of like annoyed that we were just this, like, not luxury, but like, we were just like bringing in all the, like, you know, rich Brentwood moms Mm -hmm. in LA. And I, you know, we, we started to have this, like, what if one day we could lower it even more and really expand. where like, anybody could get this product. Like it just feels like everybody should have access Mm -hmm. to it. And so it sort of like became a little bit of a mission to just figure out how we like keep the integrity, but like drop the prices. And that's something that we've like been working on now with this like membership program that we've done. Our mission has been to make healthy living and like nutrition accessible and affordable and we already felt like our prices were low but we really wanted to be able to like compete with that coffee mm-hmm. that you get mm-hmm. for $5 Although a lot of them are probably more now. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> you add in some
1: mushrooms and yes. some turmeric and CBD, and then you've got a $10 exactly. coffee beverage. So.
2: Exactly. Or like a $30 <laughs> at some of the places <laughs> yes, here. Totally. Oh, yeah. Uh, I read something about there. there's yeah, like a $30 it's like, dollar coffee beverage. There's place. just like yeah. so much craziness. Oh, but, LA. you know Get over yourself. To us, it's true. And like, I, I do feel like there's a certain level for us of like, this is just not, we did not reinvent the wheel. Like, clearly, <laughs> we're just trying to
0: hey we didn't invent juice either
2: right no for the record i mean but, we kind
0: of did but not really
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's true it's just this like it is just it is a pretty simple concept like why do we need to make it feel if we don't have to why make it feel so exclusive that was just always something that like it was it was the um reason that for so many years i didn't get healthy is like it just felt like this like, it's world like someone of, else's like, yeah that yeah. just didn't feel like inclusive and i was like oh too many rules and and, ve- and like, you know, high vibe in the East Village is very expensive. You very, get a, blo- a spot. bag of yeah. dried blueberries and it's like $15. Well, so. because
0: they are blueberries that have been like, you know. Right, they're, they're wild, wild. and Crafted. And picked and like, by virgins in the moonlight. I totally understand.
2: Yeah. But I just feel like there's people out there who they're never going to get to that Correct. level. Yeah. And they need something. And they need to benefit from and it. And so the membership program is basically you buy in for $10 and you make the commitment to pay $10 every month, and that buys you two items, any two items you mm. want. And then everything after that becomes $5. Oh, well. but, the, but the customer's commitment to the $10 a month allows us to be able to make everything $5 because mm-hmm. we know we're at least getting that. And mm-hmm. and we have other products now. Like, we have a, a frozen Desserts. yogurt alternative. Yes, yummy. yummy. Yeah. Which... So that's included in it and like any hot beverages as well. So it's really simple. It's just an idea of like, if you, if you commit to like sticking with us, we'll lower the prices for you. And it is interesting, like 75% of our transactions are like within our own ecosystem of loyalty and membership Mm -hmm. people it's been very helpful in like gaining understanding of like what people want because we have these repeat customers. Yeah, so let me ask you about that actually because
1: like you were saying you have uh, the frozen it's a dessert basically. Um and you're saying hot beverages Freeze, too. Yeah. So
2: it's like how yo. much yeah mm-hmm.
1: except it's not yo. It's no yo. And uh, what is the yo that you're using? No it's, yo. coconut. It's, it's coconut. It's no, coconut
2: based. Or? Uh no, it's actually so when we, it's, it's all, it's our almond milk. When okay, we started okay. our, we were going to like these kitchen supply stores to get stuff and they yeah. had this frozen yogurt machine like a used frozen yogurt machine. And we were like, everyone keeps telling us the almond milk tastes like frozen Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. And so we were like, what if we put it? And so we started messing with their machine. We'd go in there and use it. And we got, became, we started working with Taylor, the company, and they like created like a specific machine for us that would work with the consistency right. of the almond milk. Yeah. It's very good.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Well, so that sort of answered my question. Cause I was going to say what was behind the thinking around kind of extending into
2: other categories. Was it a move? Uh, originally, to, like-, like we didn't want to extend it. We were like, we're not going to be like, we're, you know, we want to do one thing really well. And like, you know, that, is pretty much what we've done is stuck with it. I mean, we have we have like some stores where we'll test smoothies or we'll do other things, but we didn't, we, we, we were never trying to be like a company where we'd have like all this produce and be making smoothies with the loud noise and all of that going on. Some stores like that's worked and some stores it hasn't. We've always gone back to juice, but the freeze idea was like another passion project for us. And we were like, you know, I was having kids and all these other moms are around and like, there's no you know, I don't. I can't do dairy. Like, mm-hmm. I really can't. My son doesn't really have that much, and so it was just like another project that was fun. And then people started liking it, and so we were we put it in one store, and then we were like, okay, I guess we're going to build out all our stores to have it. And it's it is it brings in a different customer. Mm-hmm. And it, so is it in all seventy stores now? No, because we couldn't retrofit a lot of our old stores to put mm-hmm. it back in. But it's in like most stores that we open. Now, I mean, then there's some like there's one in Soho on Mercer, mm-hmm. and it's just too small. So. We don't have it in there, I don't think.
0: But yeah, you know, we've done different things in different stores. So where do you see this going in like the next couple of years and how involved are you right now in the day-to-day? You
2: know, I've stepped back from like being a manager of anybody because I just got really overwhelmed with my children. Managing your three children. (laughs) Yeah. And I I feel like... They don't submit their timesheets well. No, they don't. (laughs) And they have like the whole having two in school now at the schedules. It's just like, it's hard, you know, and then they're one year old. So my role has evolved over time. I'm like very, you know, when we were writing a book, I wrote the book when we have like, we need to figure out new flavors and LTOs and all these different things. Like I, you know, marketing like partnerships and anything. I mean, I was a publicist. So like anything PR related, marketing related, and then like big, you know, board decisions and you know, but on on like the general operations on a weekly, like I used to be on every call, and now I'm like, you know, I need to yeah, I need That's to good. go to work in my son's library.
0: And and did you guys take on investment? Or, or we at did. Point? So
2: you know, we did a friends and family to mm-hmm. be like you know, I would say like five, four, five, four years in, maybe we start. We took something. We did like a friends and family raise so that we could, and we took out like bank loans and all. We went that route mm-hmm. in order to secure like our manufacturing. We wanted to have like a really like best in class manufacturing center that we owned ourselves because we got inspired by hiring all these like veterans of like beverage that we would find on, you know, LinkedIn or Mm -hmm. sometimes they would come to us and they'd be like, I'm, Burnt out at this like X brand. Blueprint. Like, you know, <laughs> I know. I'm like, how many X blueprint employees showed no, up no. on your door? It, it, they you were know. like,
0: no, <laughs> so because I know how to make juice. <laughs> no, this I know is how different. To open I'm talking
2: of people that were coming that were really jaded from like beverage companies that from, were not like making Unilever healthy and like things. Yeah. And so they were like, this is really exciting. You guys are like giving us a challenge because you want to keep it like this cold pressed thing and have like a high nutrient content, but also want to make it mass. So like, this is, we're stumped. Like we want to help you figure out how to do it. And so we took out money to do a lot of that kind of stuff. And then a few, like uh, almost three years ago, we partnered with like a small family firm for like another, like a little, a capital investment to help us really expand our store Mm -hmm. footprint. And now we're, you know, we're just still kind of chugging along on that plan. I mean, we've opened more stores and I mean, we've, Let's see, our sales have like almost doubled in the last two years because of all the stores, oh, stores we've opened. Yeah. And and so it's kind of just like moving forward from there. I, another, we've, we've put a lot of effort into like digital from the membership to also like analytics. And we have a chalkboard, um, mm-hmm. which is like our health and wellness website that we started as a blog, like when we opened, because people kept asking us questions we couldn't answer, like, what should I eat? And where should I work out? And we were like, I don't know. but it's like, that's what the juice does to you. You know, they drink it and they're like, oh my God, it's the gateway drug. It is. is. It's just like, I feel great. Like I want to do X, Y, and Z. And so we started like, okay, let's ask our friends to just contribute. And so through that though, we have a lot of insights into like what's resonating with people, Mm -hmm. flavors they're interested in other things. So we like, we've just been doing a lot of work on kind of trying to understand like our customer, what they want and then partnerships. And we have our like where we our manufacturing has like farmland. There's like a lot of upcycling stuff we want to do with all of the pulp. We mm-hmm. like started yeah. give we started selling the pulp to like you know local restaurants around here that are making like Mendocino Farms had a veggie burger they made with it on their menu and sort of like testing that yeah, area. That's great. of things. Can you share what your sales are? Our sales are projected for 75 million this February. Nice. And great. This Congratulations. Thank you. Which you know, it was, they were like 45 or 40 or something a couple years ago. So yeah it's, yeah, it's great. It's really exciting, but it takes a lot of people to run. Yeah. How big <laughs> is your team? It's, like, a, over a 1,000 people. Oh, my God. Like, oh, wow. In That's, terms of not, like, our corporate Right, team, but store employees. But store and, all that, yeah. and, like, manufacturing and corporate and everything right. it's together. A much, that makes sense. The
0: overhead is so much greater. But do you have, are you still, are you guys still at the helm, or did you kind of, did no, you? No, we are.
2: You are. Yeah. I mean, That's my, my awesome. partner is a CEO, and I am, like, I, I'm really grateful that I have, like, my a partner who, like, wants, I mean, some days, you know, he wants to be the CEO. Yeah. And he allows me to like have the time I need with my kids. And then my husband also like really allows me to like work when I need to work. And it's just, a, it's like, I've had to kind of figure out who, what, yeah. how I want to be and who I want to be in relation to all of this. Like I had a kind of surprise pregnancy the first month we were open with my boyfriend and we had just started dating. And like, it just felt like I was on this. Like I said, the whole ride I was on with my mom and starting the company, I was like, this is part of that. I have to just go with this. And because it was my best friend who I started the business with, he was like, you know, we have to have the baby. Like we're all, we're all (laughs) in on this, you know? (laughs) We're having a baby anyway. It was like the, I mean, our first employee who's now like, you know, in, in our HR department, she, you know, she was like this young girl just out of college and she's like, who are these crazy people? And now one of my bosses is pregnant and I get paid $10 an hour and like, we don't even have a flavor yet. (laughs) And it was crazy. And so as it's evolved, we've just all had a lot of honest conversations about like, you know, there's, there's times where I can be more involved and then there's times where I can't. It's so good that you guys are allowing yourselves that flexibility and you're
0: not just like Yeah. The pressure to sort of pigeonhole yourself into one role.
2: No. And I also like there, you know, it's very humbling when you like, don't you realize you you don't know that much. I mean, I know how to, I know what I've done, but I don't really know how we've done it. And (laughs) I'm trying to figure that out, but it's like, I don't, there's so many things I don't know how to do. Like I wouldn't be the right person to be in charge of marketing to like really head it. I've never done that before. Like I'm happy to learn from someone. Right. But that's just not something I know how to do. So it, I don't know. I just felt like to be, and also to be fair to all the people who have invested and who who we employ, like I just, it would be irresponsible to like take on a role that I wouldn't right. be yeah. able to like fulfill. But I think that's,
1: that shows a very wise. good, yeah, it's a very wise, very humble, as you said, sense of self and yeah. understanding your well, like, but I think capabilities like, and your limitations. You know, that is
0: the mark, I think, of a good business person. Yeah. I mean, that is showing. You have to you know have your, your limits and your strengths. You and
2: I, I don't, you know, I love to write like in another life. Like I just want to write, you know, so doing the book was fun for me. I don't know if there's another like book on juice that I want to do. I know that there's like other things (laughs) I want to write about. Pretty much everything that's going to be written about juice. I think so. Yeah. So it's just, you know, there's just, there's always something really fun and exciting to do, but it's, I think having, I noticed a few years ago, I was like, I don't really know where I belong. And it was, I realized like it is, there's this very specific role in being that kind of like Female, like, founding figure at the company and being able to come in and, like, just have that, like, bring that soul and purpose back into the company. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, it's like nice that I'm allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's been, like, embraced even after taking on investors and all that. Yeah. And do you think you're going to sell at any point
0: in the near future or is that in the cards? I you- don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, <laughs> well we can certainly, um, um, I, you can hire us consultants. How about that? <laughs> and we will walk you step by step through the process because, ooh, it's yeah. a doozy. Ugh, sounds like a doozy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't want to, I'm imagining, I, I don't know. You, do you want to run it for the rest of your life or do you want to eventually get it to a two point and then sell it?
2: I don't think that I personally, like I can't speak for my, for my partner. I don't know that I personally could, could do this for the rest of my life only because, you know, it's just life is an evolution. I've changed so much as a person. It would be quite the commitment. Yeah. It would be quite a commitment. (laughs) I mean, I was 25 years old and like, it was a passion, it's a passion project. And I still feel very much a part of it. Like the story is not fully written yet, but I don't know. I have like so many dreams of doing other things that I wouldn't have ever been able to do without this, but that I like know in my heart, I really want to do. So I don't know. I don't know what the future holds and it's not my, I don't own it, you know, myself. So I can't make that decision, but you know, we've all always been really good about being on the same page when like the right time for certain things, raising money or like any of that. I guess that's a perk of having, sorry, three founders. Yeah. (laughs) You have someone to always be the (laughs) tiebreaker. (laughs) <laughs> when it's two, you just get really indecisive, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although we kind of lucked out. I think we were always on the
1: same page. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we either were on the same page or we were able to meet in the middle when we weren't, which ultimately was to I f- our I feel like benefit. when you start
2: with like really good intentions for something and you're not like, like the idea for this didn't come out of like a place of greed or really just solely trying to like start a business and sell it. Or like there's so many yeah. people I know start businesses and they go to these VC companies and they have this plan of like, or these incubators. They're already looking at the end game. All Already looking at the end game. And yeah. because we just didn't, that was, we were like in survival mode yeah. and we didn't even know why we were doing it. We were like, I thought it was going to be shut down 16 times. And I was like pregnant in <laughs> like the health department office, you know, just being <laughs> like, please let us stay open. Nice touch. Need, I know. Yeah. Good I, strategy. Yes, I'd be like, we we didn't know we needed a mop sink or like, we, right. we like, don't even make on, the I'm juice pregnant. here. i pregnant. Yeah. So during, because of all of that, it's like, there's just such this, this rich history of like being so blind and like naive. Yeah. And so we don't. It's really true. I mean, ignorance is bliss in that way. And I think that as partners, we're not, we were never, yeah, we weren't looking at the end game from the beginning. So it just makes it easier to like have our kind of our like heart in the right place when it comes to the decision for the company. So let me ask you this because I think, you know, we've gotten this question recently
1: and also in the past specific to juice. I mean, we've definitely seen a huge kind of like trajectory and like a big spike in Mm -hmm. interest and then a bit of a waning. And I just wonder what your take is on that. Like, where do you feel like juice sits in this sort of larger wellness conversation today versus, you know, six, seven, eight years ago?
2: I don't know. I mean... There are things like I still discover about juice that I like love. For instance, well, when we were doing, we were doing chalkboard articles in the spring about celery juice and it's like a thing and all these people are interested in it and how it restores your hydrochloric acid and drinking it on an empty stomach. And so we like tested it and and put one out and it became like our best selling juice. And I actually feel really great when I have celery juice every Mm -hmm. morning, but it was like, wow, there's still something new to be learned here about, about in that category, even in that category, just of like, I mean, now I feel like it's my coffee and I'm like, I, and I make it my, I actually make it myself half the time. I'm like, I just want to be a part of this. But it was like, I I was sort of, it sort of reinvigorated my excitement for juice to be like, there's still new things to discover. I don't, I don't know. I mean, as it's just everywhere. So I don't know how much you can innovate. Mm -hmm. Well, and definitely, I think it's my, like a question of demand too.
1: I mean, are consumers still as excited about it as they once I were? I think
2: so. I just think that like people like us and on the coasts and on all these places were like, we're like, we might feel burnt out on it and not excited. I mean, there was a time where I was like, we, I said, I started it because I wanted it myself. And then after like three years of being able to drink it every single day, I like just took it for granted and was like, right. whatever, I don't right. need to have a juice. Like you guys know. But there are still so many—I mean, I have friends from college that live in, like, Columbus, Ohio, and they're like, when can we get a a oppressed in our town? It's like, there's still so many people that don't really—they have, like, Trader Joe's and Whole Foods in their towns. still not the same. But it's not the same. And so it's just—I think there's, like, a lot of places to still kind of expand. I, I, like, am so amazed at the snack Industry. Right. I just think it's like,
0: I'm like, how? It's like, do we need more fucking snacks? I mean,
1: do we need more occasions to consume something? I it's should, crazy. It's,
2: it's crazy. But like, <laughs> I mean, like, I sh- I'm like, I should have started a popcorn company. Then I would be <laughs> right. like, I would literally yeah. be on a you, yacht somewhere. And you could sleep at night yeah. a
1: little bit more easily.
2: <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. amount just... of inventory and different like fruits and vegetables and like the juicing oh, itself God. and the, yeah. the process. And bacteria. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Cold chain process. I'm like, popcorn. That like. And <laughs> yeah, that's like the ticket. Corn that's Corn right. and salt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just apply it's heat. Too. I do love me some popcorn. I know. You and eight other quadrillion people. I mean, I really like that lesser evil. Yes. Brand. Yeah, it's and they're so Paleo Puffs. I'm the like, Paleo Puffs. I went and like wrote to them a couple days ago, like, oh why are you sold yeah. out everywhere? I'm obsessed. I bring I'm them like, to am the movies. I in the chat room? Unless I know my kid, I was like, here you go, Oscar. He just was like, hand over puffs. fisting
1: the Paleo yeah. Puffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're so, so good. good. You're welcome, living whatever your name is,
0: <laughs> Bootable. Bootable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I know the snack category snack is, is just category.
2: It's CBD category. And there's so much. Never going to slow down. And I think if I, I'm not the kind of person where I'm like, okay, I did this one thing now. Like I need to break out into this next big thing. Yeah. Like I, I'm i just like, I want to eat the paleo puffs, but I am not, I don't have it in me to like, unless it was really something that was so important to me yeah. to do another like food category thing. Totally feel you. <laughs> we're <laughs> sitting in the same boat. I'd, I'd rather eat, eat, or, eat
0: it. Yeah. Eat or compete yeah. question. Yeah. Nice one. It's like, thank you. You're like, hmm, do I do I copycat this great idea or just like
2: kick back? back and eat the paleo and eat puffs and watch the it. show. Yeah. There's a, um, there's <laughs> a, There's a paleo ice cream sandwich that (laughs) has like changed my life. Where do we find that today? Probably (laughs) at Erewhon. Yeah, at Erewhon. Sometimes my husband's like, you know, just because it's a paleo ice cream sandwich (laughs) doesn't mean that you need to eat more than 12 of them. (laughs) You're like, shh, I'm (laughs) ready. I'm I'm like, stop talking. I need (laughs) advice. Wait, is it really at Erewhon? Yeah. It's called Coconut Girl. And it's like (laughs) this coconut ice cream. And then the like cookie part is like, I don't know, made from some coconut, coconut nuts, <laughs> but it tastes like, and it just tastes so good. I and like, this wait. is not.
0: All right, we're gonna go there right after we go right after yeah, we go to the CBD. Store. <laughs> right after we go to the, the dispensaries,
2: dispensaries. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a whole, whole coconut yeah. girl paleo sandwich. It's Done. just so weird. I'm like, I can I I'm just like driving. The other day, I was like, okay, I guess I could just go in there and buy some. Like, it's just legal. It, it, yeah. it was so confusing to me. I think it started in the new year, but I was yeah, like, I am excited so to dip my toe in that you know, water oh, because yeah, I've never check. been a pot
0: smoker. I'm not like a we. It just doesn't. You yeah, know. I
2: realize that I'm still not. Yeah, because I started like dabbling in all of this, and I was like, you know, you know it's still not really for me. Yeah. But they, I think you got to find your cocktail yes. too, though. You have to find. That's like, what people the tell me. So I'm willing to try. We're gonna go do you a research trip. It's gonna be fun. I like this Charlotte's Web. That's yes. hemp. They sell that in all 50 states because okay. it's hemp. Yeah. But it's great for like inflammation and I don't know. Yeah, everyone's just looking stuff. for like a healthy way to chill out. Yeah, because <laughs> there is just you
0: know not one. There are many options now. Just one size, that's all.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: This is so fun talking to you. I know. <laughs> I feel like we have so much in yeah. common. There's like so much overlap. I know. Here. God, I know, listen. I, know.
2: I like found you guys on a blog at my desk in Times Square on like one of these like. You know, it was like a very early blogging world. Like yeah. it was like I don't even know who these girls were, but it, I was. There just was like,
0: no social media at the time. No, so. but
2: this there was like some. It was like the people for what was that? I so, was. Blogging. I can't remember who her name, what her name was, but I don't know. It was like you're always on Gawker and all these other sites, and I. Mist. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this cleanse?" But I mean, it was like I remember I got my dad to do the whole thing for like five days. Do you like it? Yeah. Good job, and dad. I, I've actually never been like. A cleanser in that way, like a juice. I mean, I I just always like end up having dinner, or yeah, if I'm right. go somewhere alone by myself, I can do it. But at home, so I speaking
0: find it hard. of going places by yourself to eat dinner, I mean, like I knew you back in two thousand and you know six, whatever, seven, eight, <laughs> when I was like at my peak. Going to Quintessence by myself every day. Caravan
2: of Dreams. I was actually
0: even earlier than that. Yeah. Like 2003. Yeah, I Caravan of Dreams. I'm like, I used to live on B and six. I was on 3rd and
2: 10th. Yeah. And then I was on... So we, we were just like, totally dined we were, alone together. Yeah. We
0: did. You we were like sitting did. at adjacent tables at Quintessence. Like, My I felt like hibernated. I was
2: having... Another, I went to um, that place Divya's Kitchen. Have you been there? Uh, I've heard it's it. It's like Ayurvedic. It's, it's, it's on... I don't know like first Avenue, I can see I think, the sign. yeah I know what you're talking about yeah and it was like a rainy day it was must have been in the spring yeah I was there in like April and I went there by myself and it was like this new cuz I like make a ton of kitchery and all these like warming foods at home and I like never find them in restaurants you know, that's my next idea, but I don't want to do it. I just want someone else <laughs> want to do it for me it so, yeah. can so I it. can eat it. Um, but I was sitting there by myself and I'm like, I'm totally having like a quintessence moment right now, like sitting <laughs> yeah. here just like enjoying like, this super healthy thing I can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, quintessence where every yeah. table
1: is for one. I love that, like, it's, you open the door of Quintessence and the guy's like, like, table for one?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> every, <laughs> every time. Even if you walk I remember in going friend. from, like, <laughs> to being, like, the person that would brunch at, like, Cafe Orlin or whatever on I was always go to Cafe Orlin. And then yeah. transitioning to, like, I'm getting, like, super, like, yep. I'm going to go over to, like, the other side of just yep. no, no eggs, like, raw food, yep. bowls. Oh, good yeah.
0: Lord. So Quintessence is now called, because I attempted to go a few, like, probably a month ago. You know, I was feeling a little nostalgic, and I walked in, and it was like it was literally. I took this. It was just bizarre that it was their first day opening, and the woman and the man standing behind the like, you know, the register they couldn't figure out how to use. They're just like, "We're now called Vegan Love," and they were like, "What can I get you?" And I was just so horrified. You and Look on my face. I was like ready to cry. I was like, "Where? What happened to Quintessence? Like, where this did it so go?" Amazing. And they were just like, "They they could like well, see the horror I felt on, the on the my face." Went on Thirteenth
2: Street. 12th or 13th. Yeah.
0: They were like, you can 12. go, they're like, it's okay. You can still order off the quintessence menu. We'll make you anything you want from the quintessence menu because we still have we'll just, the chef. Then just
2: keep the name. We're right. the chef I was captive. like, well then, yeah. Why are you screwing up a good, you know, kind of good thing? Did you guys used to go to Lifetime? Yes. yes. I would like go to Lifetime and I would go just be upstairs. In there. I would go upstairs. Yeah. And like my boyfriend lived on Waverly and gay. And he I would be like, I'm just going over. He'd like go to the diner. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go to lifetime. And he would come in there and be like, it just like this, what is this place? And yeah. I was like, this place is like my happy place. It's like it's my warm shrine. blanket. Yeah. I would go
0: upstairs and like before I would, you And that you guy know, would make
2: juice. Melvin, ju- Melvin. Melvin. And now
0: he's
1: got Melvin's juice Melvin that So
2: that was one of the first places yeah. I would get juice. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't cold pressed. It was just Melvin would make yeah. me this juice every day. And I didn't know he was like a thing until a few years ago. Well, he became, he became a thing after that. Well, like, he was not a thing at the time. I was just no. remember him so no, well. And no, I get my juice and then I... A f- like my, I was visiting my sister-in-law, and we we're walking my baby through Soho, and there's like this Melvin's, and Melvin's I was like, juice juice "What
0: A juice box? Yeah, yeah, right by um the."
2: But he, like, started unhosting. my day off, right? I yeah. Just, you know, he was such energy. a lovely—yeah, such a nice man. But I was, like, so poor, and I we couldn't you, buy
0: all those books, so I would just go upstairs and spend, like, hours just mm-hmm. reading all their, like, health books. I remember there. I would
2: buy this, like, weird—those ox those oxygen drops. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Anyway, like, so many weird things that I would find there that now, like, Erewhon is, like, that on— steroids. Yeah. I'm excited for our field
0: trip. I know. We got to go. You guys should okay. go to
2: all of them. There's so many now. <laughs> okay. What are you recommending now that
0: we're here? Cause you know, for those of you who don't know, we are in LA right now. We're just visiting <laughs> just for oh a couple God. days. So
2: I eat this like weird thing called a Zeus mousse almost every day. Zeus mousse. It's like this mm. thing that they make that has, it's like a whipped, it's kind of like get, you can get us, it's like getting a smoothie, but because you want to eat it the next day, like you don't want to get a smoothie. So it's sort of like a mousse mm-hmm. and it's like, almond butter and fulvic acid and spirulina and all this stuff that just, and it's green mousse. And mm-hmm. then there's like a little thing on top and you pour in your berries and cacao. So nibs. it's more sweet than savory. And then yeah. you, it's more sweet and you have, it's like an alternative to maybe like a yogurt or a smoothie, mm-hmm. but it like fills me up for the whole day. Mm. And that's pretty good and sort of weird. Sounds um, like it has good mouthfeel. Yeah. It's really interesting. <laughs> and then I don't know, there's all sorts of like I'm, I'm like, I have a sweet tooth the last two weeks. Like the, the what it's what's it called? Zusmus. ice cream sandwich. Oh, ice cream sandwich. Oh, God. God. We're, We're going to go. All the, but then you know they, they have their hot, their hot food
1: section has like just such good I'm so vegetables. I know. I can't wait. I really do love Erewhon. There's nothing I like it. We took, I,
2: we took markets to Italy in the summer and we got back. Like the day we got back, we went there and Luca, mm-hmm. my son, was like, this pizza is better than any pizza. <laughs> and <laughs> I was Italy. like, Erewhon, honestly, you're just like <laughs> killing it right now.
0: Well, they haven't changed either, which is so amazing but no. they
2: haven't, you know, they're just they are what they are and they do it so well. Yeah, it's like when you would spend it would they'd say it was like $75 per bag at Whole Foods, it's like at 115 at Arrow. Right. Totally. Yeah. But You're every, not leaving here. every dollar worth it. Right. It's yeah. true. I'm like this is insane.
1: Okay, well, we need to wrap up, yes. but we do like to play our favorite game. Oh, yeah, we have a game. At the end. Yeah, it's not really a game. No, what's it's the just game? a question. I mean, we've You're talked right. about all of like. You're not delicious- going to win anything yeah, at the yeah, end. You don't win. <laughs> you win a trip to Erwan with us, maybe a paleo ice cream <laughs> Um Nope, just about, I mean, we talked about all the delicious food that you like to eat right now and today, but your fantasy dinner party, what is on the menu and who is at the table? What are you eating? Who's there? You can even choose the setting. Well, oh it's a God. fantasy, it's so setting. you really can choose anything you want. Do you I know could, how to
2: have a fantasy? Okay, well, then I would definitely be in Italy. A hundred percent. You would I in would Italy, just be Even though your son would be at Erewhon. <laughs> <laughs> I would be eating a lot of carbs and, like, amazing food and, like, this little place by the beach in Italy. But who would be there? El Luca's is the only place I've been to in Italy. No, there's, like, some amazing places with, like, really good seafood and pasta. Mm, and you just yes. don't feel guilty about it. Who's who's sharing
0: this Delicious carb fest with you.
2: Well, whose brain would I want to pick? I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know we like sort of discussed earlier that she like, you know, didn't make you guys so happy, but it's just probably gonna have to be Oprah. Oh, she makes me happy every day.
0: She no. makes me happy too. And you know what else? She's gonna enjoy that bread with you.
2: I think she's it would gonna probably be, that, oh, be oh, Oprah. Let's eat some bread. I mean, you know, I was just like that girl from fifteen to twenty, with like the Oprah DVDs, and like in my dorm room, and everyone would be like, "Why? What are you doing on a Saturday night?" And I'm like, "Well, just me and Oprah hanging out." You know, but <laughs> I, I'm like, I had never heard of the Law of Attraction or like gratitude journals. Like that's like a real thing that like you know shaped my you know early young adulthood and probably all those like thought leader women like Brene brown maybe i
0: mean have you listened to oprah's podcast on that yeah it's all i listen
2: to it's amazing
0: i'm just like every time i every time i stop i'm like my my life has changed when we
2: first when we were like in our first office we had this tv in there and it was like oprah's last day of her show was like while we were at work like in maybe 2011 or 2010 and and I like made everybody like, leave the office so I could watch the last day of the show. And I was like, I guess and she's privacy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like you know, predictable. Yeah, she's
1: good people. You know, we're just really. I mean, my phone's right here because she's gonna blow me up any mm-hmm. second so she can come on the show. So she yeah. can leave a message. She can leave a message. Um, Carly, it's been so nice Thank talking you to you. For so great me. to meet you. So great, great to meet you guys. Congratulations on a great business and best of Thank luck you. to you guys. Yeah, so nice much. you guys.
2: You guys are
0: crushing it. And Thank you. Just keep at it. Keep at it. Well done.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Aha. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number. At 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at htwpodcast. You can also head to our
0: website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.